the Microsoft team really needs to validate that the resellers, again, that aren't employees of Microsoft, are saying the correct things and representing the correct way. So it's, it's a little bit of a sales compliance type use case. Hi, friends. Welcome to the Sales Enablement Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Paul. That was Josh Camreth. Josh is the CEO at Bongo. And in our conversation, Josh and I get into a topic that I've been exploring a lot here recently on this show, namely, what's the role of training versus practice in upskilling sellers? It seems like we keep sort of training sellers, and I say that sort of in air quotes, without giving them the space, the time, or even necessarily the tools to actually implement and achieve a level of mastery with new skills. So we dive in how Bongo enables managers and sellers to more accurately assess sales readiness, especially in the critical human-centered skills, human-centered selling skills, not product knowledge and so on. So we're talking about the ability to connect, to deploy your curiosity and your, your understanding to help your buyer make progress throughout their buying journey and move closer to making a decision. So we get into all of this and much, much more. But before we get to Josh, I want to remind you to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So let's jump into it. Josh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, pleasure to have you. Pleasure to have you. So uh, tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Uh, sure. So my name is Josh Camrath. I'm the CEO of Bongo. Uh, so we are a skills validation and sales enablement tool uh, that helps uh, have learners or, or employees put knowledge into action. And well, okay. So explain how you do that. Uh, sure. So through structured video assignments uh, paired with uh, AI-powered feedback and coaching mechanisms, uh, we put people through an experiential exercise, uh, have them demonstrate skills or competencies. Uh, so it could be something as simple as uh, overcoming objections. Uh, it could be more abstract or complex uh, skills like uh, leadership qualities or, or characteristics or uh, having a difficult conversation with a boss or employee or or sales prospect. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so, so there's one part, the uh, assessment component uh, driven through video. Uh, then the, the second part is uh, the feedback and coaching elements that uh, help that person improve on whatever they're being evaluated on. All right. So assessments, yeah, everybody sort of Sounds like, like mm. paper assessments and so on. But so tell us how you actually how you're using the video to to assess somebody's you know, skills in a certain area, let's say. Let's say yeah, especially sure. a, a new hire or something. I presume you could use would seems like an interesting use case to use this for hiring. Yeah, yeah. So hiring is a, a use case. Um, you know, I, I would say there's certainly a lot more prolific usage with uh just improve, you know, trying to improve how people communicate or articulate knowledge. Um, so whether that's in a sales setting, which is probably most common, sure. uh, could also be customer service, customer success, uh, partnership enablements are all mm -hmm. use cases. But uh, you know how you use video to to do that is you know video is really the the vehicle or the mechanism that captures uh, authentic representation of that skill or that knowledge. And how it's done is through a, you know, in, in what's called an asynchronous format. So where everyone's working on their own time, um, as opposed to like right. Zoom or Teams, which is synchronous. 
And, uh, you know, there, there's a, effectively a handful of workflows. So four different workflows that are effectively tweaks on the work on the how learners or employees get video content into the system. And again, that's that's all driven asynchronously. And once yeah. that video um, or that skill validation is is in our tool, there's uh, AI machine learning and, and natural language processing that happens behind the scenes that give automated feedback. So both things like delivery style, so speaking rate, you know, are they using filler words, uh, uh, those those aspects, mm-hmm. as well as uh, content. So is that user or employee saying the right thing? Are they articulating or representing themselves or representing the product accurately? And the tool will automatically identify that and, and give both that user, so the employee, the feedback, as well as uh, typically a, a subject matter expert or a manager, um, that that feedback as well. Okay. So, yeah, just getting into the nitty gritty. So, hmm. uh, okay, salesperson, handling objections you mentioned. So, they're, what, they log into Bongo and they get a, like a scenario. Mm-hmm. And so then they have to verbalize on video what their response would be you know, to this particular objection. Yep. And is it prompted or is it just they're reading it off the screen? Well, it could be either. Uh, you know, like a typical use case for, for that example would be uh, that would probably be more of a video stimulus. Of, okay. So they're watching you know, a video. Yeah, the user clicks show question, a video stimulus pops up of, I love your product, but the price is too high. And then that learner or that user, that salesperson, they need to overcome that objection. So hopefully they're talking about, hey, it's not just about price, it's about value and about solving a problem and about level of service and you know the aspects that hopefully some sales enablement uh, or marketers uh, you know, equipped that salesperson to, to, you know, help, help them overcome that objection. Right. So at the same time, the sales enabling team will have fed into Bongo, Hey, here's mm-hmm. our playbook for answering objections of this particular type. So it's sitting there processing as you're, as you said, sort of in real time, why somebody's mm-hmm. doing this and saying, yeah, yeah, we're trying to avoid the word, you know, X, Y, Z, because that sounds defensive or whatever. It, yeah, exactly. So in, in some cases, it's, you know, improving how they communicate, like avoiding X, Y, Z. In some cases, it's more of a compliance where it's, you know, for like Microsoft, for instance, uh, did the, the so we have, you know, not, uh, I guess we do have uh, for more of a leadership development, uh, Microsoft employees, but we also have all of the resellers of Microsoft products. And so they're not employees of Microsoft. Sure. They're people reselling Office or SharePoint right. or Azure. Right. And uh, the Microsoft team really needs to validate that the resellers, again, that aren't employees of Microsoft, are saying the correct things and representing mm-hmm. the product the correct way. So it's it's a little bit of a sales compliance type use case. So right. it's certainly still around enablement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's a great use case, and um, you know, throwing twenty three thousand, uh, you know, not employees but VARs against yeah. those question sets, um, you know, is is uh, huge, hugely scalable, and um, you know, gives them the assurances and, and kind of warm and fuzzies, if you will, that 
um, all of that investment in marketing and sales enablement was was actually worth uh, worth the time and the money and the effort. Yeah, because it seems like yeah, fair amount of work to on the sort of front end of this implementation to for enablement or whomever to come up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are the frameworks we're going to train on, and, and what are our standards, and yeah, whether recording video prompts or just yeah, scripted. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So how? I mean, yeah, you, no, I, I, you, I would actually. Uh, so what, we actually take it one further with you know the sales enablement teams and marketing teams, or or just sales leadership. A lot of times they're already, hopefully, they're already doing these things to equip their sales force with. <laughs> Uh, with the skills or or the knowledge that's needed, what Bongo provides is that validation piece that um, that knowledge was transferred, and that those salespeople in this case can apply that knowledge in a real world context. Um, but I, I would say additionally, um, you know, and this is something that's been an evolution of our product. Um, you know, in the past, uh, those administrators, people authoring this assessment, have had to. Ma- basically manually plug in the keywords or phrases like the important um, key phrases. So we actually have a a different feature set that's, uh, I think we released it in April or May earlier this year. So it's had a a number of months to be hardened and kind of tested out in the wild, but uh, what we, we call it phrase gen. Mm -hmm. And what it effectively is, is you can, as a manager or sales enablement professional, submit a piece of source material. So it might be something like battle cards. And our tool through machine learning and natural language processing can automatically identify thematically where you do like what's the direction those battle cards are trying to go like what's the main theme it's trying to convey mm-hmm. and then the algorithm actually runs again and identifies keywords or phrases that support that direction so it effectively takes the the heavy lifting out of the equation in, in terms of uh, having those enablement people or the sales managers or whoever's authoring assessment um, to have to like think about what are the key phrases. It, it just makes a recommendation of, hey, algorithmically, this is what we think is most important in terms of what's communicated by the sales professional. Right. Interesting. Now, is – so is, does anybody – do you integrate like CRM so they can see, okay, yeah, that the battle – that machine learning is, is prodding people in the right direction because you're getting the outcomes you want? Yes. So uh, we don't integrate with CRMs, but we integrate with uh, most learning tools. Um, so both through deep integration, which, um, you know, where Bongo is kind of like the Intel inside and powers uh, that kind of experience right. through uh, other tools like Thought Industries or D2L. Um, and then we also have a SCORM integration. So any tool that has SCORM capability um, a user can basically embed our assessments into those products. And then it's a natural, just through the learning path or, or the user engagement path, um, those, those people are going to be evaluated in a more authentic manner through Bongo. Um, and then, you know, I guess depending on how that organization, you know, what they want to use that data for, we actually have uh, analytics or data APIs um, where they can, you know, push that data into other products like a CRM. Um, mm-hmm. It's just not as, um, it's not like turnkey if, um, right. you know, productized yet. 
Well, so there's yeah one of the I think emerging trends, so to speak, in enablement is this idea that of practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, has, I like to say it. I think we've trained people a lot, but mm-hmm. at this point, my favorite metaphor now is we're it's like pouring liquid into a full cup. It just overflows and nothing's retained, right? <laughs> yeah, so, for sure. So the idea is, well, how do we make people actually help them adopt new behaviors and become effective with those? Uh, so it seems like this platform's really, and I've had other conversations with other people recently, more focused on this idea of practice. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily role play uh, per se, mm-hmm. though obviously part of that role play is practice, but yeah, just build ability to be able to practice and get some sort of feedback. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't absolutely agree with that. And, um, you know, we actually had a, um, I, I would say kind of to uh, elaborate on that, um, really a, a couple different things. So uh, one, uh, with that thought process of, of practicing, that that's a huge element of what Bongo can facilitate is uh, both a mechanism to practice, but also an environment that's a safe space and a judgmental free zone. You know, we've all, or at least, you know, those of us that are salespeople, um, that's, you know, what I, what I started my career in was sales. Whenever there's a boss or like a, you know, big brother, right? Monitoring a sales conversation. There's the, in the back of your head mindset of like, oh, I don't want to screw up. And that's a oh, self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy a lot of the times. Oh yeah, that, that's, there's, a term, you know, like, there's a term for it. It's called explicit monitoring theory. Okay, yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what, what Bongo facilitates um, or, or one of the abilities that, that Bongo, uh, you know, can facilitate is that uh, environment to, to practice in a safe space and, and improve on whatever it is you're practicing on um, and, you know, get feedback automatically through auto analysis. Um, and, you know, the, the second item that I uh, kind of emphasize is we actually had a university. Uh, so Cal State Fullerton um, up in L- L.A. area. Orange County. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, in Orange County. So so they actually did a, a ma- pretty major uh, peer reviewed. So like an actual research project around both Bongo and our auto analysis feature set. Mm-hmm. And it's really two core findings from that project. Uh, one was uh, when auto analysis was available, uh, people ended up practicing a little over 360% more. So basically people are, pra- when, when this is available, people ended up practicing three and a half times more compared to not having it available. Or and that would, compared, oh, go ahead. To, compared to having somebody provide the feedback? Yeah, having a human provide feedback so they, exactly. So they right? so, practice on their own as opposed to with the yep. boss. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. Um, and you know, then but that also led to to really positive learning outcomes, right? People ended up, you know, lo and behold, if you practice more, you you are better at what you're practicing. So so that was a huge, um, you know, very positive correlation. But but the other really cool thing was our finding from that project. And and there were a number of different uh, findings, but one that really speaks to me or or stands out is um, there was massive correlation. uh, The the more complex the subject matter, the more, if Bongo was used, 
the higher knowledge retention took place. So, you know, basically, so like evaluating things, you know, that are simple or straightforward, um, like what's two plus two, you know, is a super basic. um, There's pretty little correlation with using Bongo leads to better outcomes. But if you're um, asking a, a person an abstract question or kind of an out of the box question where they have to apply critical thinking, um, there's su- substantial correlation with whatever was trying to be taught or or measured. Um, if it's done through Bongo in a, a more complicated question set, there was uh, – or, or subject, uh, there was a higher correlation to knowledge retention, right? So pe- people would, you know, would ask difficult, challenging questions or difficult subject matter. So again, to, to maybe boil it back down, two plus two is super simple, but why Microsoft Azure is better than AWS, that's a pretty complicated and technically challenging question. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, if if asked, uh, you know, through Bongo, um, it, it uh, very much me- measured um, and encouraged the behavior of people fluidly articulating whatever that knowledge was, right? And, and that was just a random Microsoft you know, compared to sure. AWS, but like. We all have competitors, right? So, um, whatever your product is compared to your competitors' products, you know why? Why is your product better? Why should I care? Um, that again is an abstract question, and um, when asked sales teams or customer success teams that kind of question, especially when they're equipped with the correct answers, um, but by enablements, uh, if they're being measured through Bongo, uh, again, very very high correlation with with positive outcomes because they practice more. Exactly, because they're yes. practicing right, and they're being measured in an authentic manner, right? It's not a multiple choice type question set where they can guess, you know, you can't really lie through a video recording or it's much, much harder to. So they're being measured in a more authentic um, manner and especially authentic. And I guess when I say authentic, it's, it's, you know, can they take that knowledge and actually apply it in a real world context, right? Not just can they remember something, but can right. they actually use it at their job? Right. That's what Bongo um, really strives towards. Got it. So you talk about you integrate with you know, a couple of leading LMSs and so on. So mm-hmm. they'll have Salesforce and we'll go on through a self-paced training of some sort. Yeah. Why AWS is better than Azure or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And then part of the assignment is, okay, now we're going to test what you've retained or what you've learned and retained. And mm-hmm. can you talk about it in a comfortable, knowledgeable way? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. That, that's exactly correct. Right. Um, and, you know, we're like, so it's, it's, you know, not like this is um, incredibly new technology. Um, right. Like we've, we've been at it for 10 years, a little over 10 years. So uh-huh. um, I would say, you know, we've you know, lots of lessons learned and, and millions of users uh, impacted, but um, you know, I, I would say what all the other element that really sets us aside or apart is, you know, we really want to have or take like a democratized approach, right? So making it, uh, you know, we're, we're really going after lots of users and really wide applicability. 
um, as opposed to and affordable <laughs> as opposed to, um, you know, some of these other tools or some of our competitors where they're extremely expensive and they're only being able to be purchased by, you know, super high margin SaaS uh, companies. Um, now, the, that's our ICP is, is software or SaaS, but but I guess my points, you know, we're trying to take the like more of a affordable approach um, that's like accessible to all users. And I think that's one of the reasons that some of our use cases and, you know, I've a little bit been peppering, um, you know, this into the conversation that, in that it's not for us, it's not just sales, right? It's customer success, it's support, it's, you know, any role as an organization that is customer facing. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, and, and, you know, my philosophy and certainly Bongo's is sales, like especially the, the best organizations, sales doesn't always happen by the salesperson, no. right? Like right. Yeah. A, a lot of selling and a lot of uh, customers understanding where values derived comes from the onboarding conversation, right? Or it comes from the support team or, or the customer success team. Ex yeah. Exactly. It's not just the the people earning commission. Yeah. Well, I'm, gosh, I'm most mature SaaS companies, the lion's share of the revenue is coming from success anyway. So um, exactly. Yeah. Like, so it's hugely important that they be armed with, you know, this level of uh, facility for practicing because yeah, they're not getting the same, they have sort of the same business development task in many cases that sales mm -hmm. does, but without oftentimes a lot of the training and development that, that sales has. Exactly. Right. And, and that's, that's the crazy fact is, um, you know, organizations spend, uh, the lion's share of training on salespeople, right? And it can make sense because that's where the revenue is coming from. But there's a path towards it being de logically defensible, right? You're right. It, it, I don't think it necessarily makes sense. And, and, and I think that that's really my point is that it's, um, you know, some of these other sales enablement solutions are prohibitively expensive. So they're only being considered or purchased for outbound sales. And that's just, uh, in my opinion, a, a huge opportunity wasted in that, like, like we were just talking about the, um, especially at more mature organizations, the lion's share of revenues coming from customer success, not from net new logo sales. Yeah, but I was as um, you're, you talked about earlier. This thing that sort of struck me of you know as you sort of ran through a list of things was, mm -hmm. I mean, first and foremost, this is about Bongo. It seems like to me is about in this technology is improving communications. Mm -hmm. right? So yep. yeah, sales is communications methodology, right? I mean, it's just mm -hmm. one way you're communicating. To the buyer, successes, support is anybody customer facing, or even internally, right? I mean, leadership mm -hmm. for sure. You referenced leadership before. Is mm -hmm. I would imagine, you know, some companies must be using this to say, okay, how do we train uh, sales sales leaders on how to have better coaching conversations? How do we train mm -hmm. leaders in general on how to have better, quote unquote, difficult conversations? Uh, mm -hmm. No, that, those are, you know, that, that I mentioned Microsoft, that's where we started, right? So it wasn't the sales, it wasn't even close to sales people. It was leadership training. Now, 
you know, the a much larger contract and, and deal or footprints now with the sales organization at, at that at Microsoft. But like same thing with uh, ServiceNow is another great example, started in leadership um, and, you know, substantial expansion into uh, like customer success and, and, you know, how people that are representing what ServiceNow does are they able to clearly articulate that? Um, And, you know, in turn, that's a tangential sales activity. So it's not even sales people that are being evaluated there. Um, You know, another um, cool use case that, that, you know, comes to mind is uh, that's not certainly not a technology company, but Chick-fil-A, right? So that it's, uh, you know, they have, delicious chicken sandwiches, but they also have a reputation for being very polite and very clear and uh, articulate communicators. Um, So all of the, all of the, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, So it's, it's management training or leadership development, but um, they're evaluating constructive criticism, right? So that's another, um, you know, it's not even having a difficult conversation. It's just, how do you you know, give constructive criticism to a, to an employee. Um, and you know, that's, that's being measured and evaluated and improved on through, through Bongo. Yeah. I was just thinking is, is how do you, I can imagine at some point somebody said, okay, yeah, love this asynchronous nature of this, Mm -hmm. but we want synchronous, right? We want two way. I mean, is that part of the big vision or is it, you know, this is a distinct enough, you know, area. Yeah. I always think about, you know, some of the tools like conversational intelligence, mm-hmm. uh, which shows dozens and dozens of companies doing that these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think the sellers practice, they don't use it to practice the same way. Right? Mm-hmm. They're practice on the next customer, but they're not using it to, for preparation. Anyway, it's just not to wander yeah. off on a different path, but it's <laughs> totally. So actually Bongo has synchronous capability too. Um, it's not conversational intelligence and in that, you know, again, our, uh, approach is, is, you know, purpose built like learning activities, right. right. Having that person improve on something and, you know, I, um, you know, may- maybe our product will evolve more towards that direction if that's what our customers, um, you know, ultimately ask for, but people typically gravitate more towards Bongo because it's uh, purpose-built for learning and for improving. And like you said earlier, practicing. And although there's, you know, a synchronous activity that can be captured, um, we want the feedback to be constructive and positive and just that feedback. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's a little bit my opinion that conversational intelligence tools uh, a little bit more gravitate towards like big brother and, um, and yes. you know, th- there can be certainly, and don't get me wrong. There is opportunity for learning and improvement, but yeah. uh, you know, it's just, like I was saying earlier and, and you had a good phrase for it. It's um, you know, when, when you're being monitored on a high stakes, high consequence conversation, there's, there's no reason to put more stress into that equation um, I'd, I'd rather, and our users would rather practice and prepare for that stressful, high stakes conversation, and that's really, you know, where Bongo's focused. Yeah, well, I think the idea with this this idea with explicit monitoring theory is that mm-hmm. <laughs> people become you know, overly self conscious about everything they're doing. 
Mm-hmm. And exactly. you know, perfect exemplification is is uh, yeah. Maybe it's Shaquille O'Neal shooting free throws, right? Yeah. <laughs> a zillion thoughts in his mind from a billion, bazillion different people about how he should do it. And he had a hard time just hitting the rim, right? Yeah. <laughs> the guy who was exactly. you know, supremely talented, but it was all yeah. in his head, largely, mm-hmm. I contend. Or, you know, pro golfers or, yeah, there's all sorts of people at the top of their professions that, uh, yeah, just have too much running around in their minds as opposed to, hey, this is something I've done hundred times on my own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not even really thinking about that at this point. And I, yeah. And it's an interesting question. You know, some people would say the answer is role play, but I, well, I think there's value in role play. I think where there isn't is it's never really authentic. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's really going back to the judgmental free zone or the, the, right. you know, facilitation of practice um, that's really where, again, our users are deriving a lot of value in that it, it, it's an environment that encourages practice. So more practice happens uh, mm-hmm. in that judgmental free zone. And because more practice is happening, it's more muscle memory, if you will. Right. Yeah. So it's, oh, um, yeah, there's, there's never going to be a silver bullet, but really that's, that's been our philosophy is, is encouraging practice, creating, you know, mechanisms or workflows to have automated feedback take place. Um, so it's like you, like we were saying, it's not judgy. It's yeah, uh, encouraging of that behavior. We're comfortable having machines judge us as opposed to people judge us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly correct. Well, that, you know, makes sense to a certain degree, right? I mean, we don't really care whether a machine likes us or not. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but it's hard to hurt their feelings. It's hard, to, <laughs> or, or hard to have your feelings hurt by a machine. Yeah, uh, yeah, because you know they're not not judging. Mm-hmm. I guess you have to build that into the feedback. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure you want to do it that way? Um, yeah, all very interesting. Because I, I, again, as I talked about earlier, I think God, we've got enough training for the most part out there in the sales world. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, new people coming on board, they need to be trained and so on. But if you've got somebody who's been in sales for five, 10 years, and I've had this conversation with uh, another guest on my show who contended, he said, yeah, stop training. <laughs> you know, yeah. Train people. That's not going to yeah. get any better. Helping them retain what they've learned, helping them put what they've learned into practice. Yep. Yeah, for, yeah. And, and really, with, with that example, what I would what I would argue is, yeah, seasoned professionals probably don't need salesmanship training. They don't, you know, they already are familiar with situational fluency or how to build rapport. And you know, so th- would, those are some basics. That, by the way, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, maybe some need that training, but but you know, then then the, it could evolve, or, or the training that would be needed is is an evolution of just like uh, again with our ICP being more software or technology companies. Those organizations are constantly coming out with new features or new marketing campaigns, and you know, that's where. Um, there's, a, I think, like a, a little bit of a philosophical difference in terms of, you know, w- what training is. So, uh, again, time and a place for salesmanship type training. Um, and, and certainly Bongo is being leveraged for that massively. Um, but there's a kind of this, it's a stepping stone to uh, training on new functionality and new features and being able to communicate 
you know, not just what the buttons are, but why the engineering team invested in this new feature set and why it's valuable to uh, the constituency, right? Like the end users. So th that's, that's something that never is done, right? It's always an evolution at every, every company. And, you know, that's really an area where Bongo can and is massively helping at organizations is, you know, just that kind of, um, you know, it, you know, the, the industry has like micro learning and, and fancy terms for it. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, a few minutes here and there, um, both learning that new functionality or learning that new messaging and then validating that it was learned so that the, the powers that be, the sales managers can check, uh, you know, feel a little better, a little more confident that the, the money that they just invested to create all those materials was like worth it. Mm. Yeah. You're using air quotes worth it. Um, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. A whole different conversation about, are we training the right things? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Is that Mm -hmm. Exactly. I, I, I agree. I think we do, but we we miss a big chunk of it because I sort of divide you know, a seller into two parts. Yeah, one is what you know. The other part is who you are. Mm -hmm. The fact is who you are influences how the buyer hears what you know. Mm -hmm. And we train people to death on knowledge, right? Product information, customers, process, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And comparatively, very little training about, yeah, just how to be a human being, how to, how to build rapport. We, people learn through some greater or lesser degree, but actually it's, it's a lesser degree that's being reflected in sales results. You know, how to, mm -hmm. be, how to really be curious, how to really, uh, you talked about critical thinking before, you know, develop critical thinking skills so that, you know, the buyer doesn't need more skills from you. They need more insights. They need better questions because your job mm -hmm. is to help them think more deeply and broadly about the challenges they face and the outcomes potentially they can achieve. That's the only reason they're talking to you. If you can't fill that role as a human being, hey, let's go to your website. Yeah, that's exactly. I was just going to say the same thing. They could just so, go to the website and, and well, read. We don't, we don't train that part by and large. Yeah, mm -hmm. It gets lip service and so on. But that, this is... Yeah, and the challenges yeah. that we talked about, you know, 53% of the buyer's decision is based on their experience with the human seller. Mm -hmm. And there's other yeah. research, you know, recently coming out of the, that, uh, uh, yeah, the reasons why people buy have very little to do with the product and the pricing and the functionality because, especially in the software world, everybody's got the same shit. Exactly. <laughs> so but in that case... What's the difference as well? It's the human. So I think this, yeah, using a tool like, like Bongo, uh, mm -hmm. companies want to use it correctly is, is yeah. Help people practice on the things that actually do make a difference. Product, exactly. knowledge, product knowledge doesn't make a difference because it's, it's out there. What makes a difference mm -hmm. is are you building its credibility and trust. Are you asking the right questions? You know, the right questions to ask. Can you mm -hmm. think on your feet to be able to ask uh, more complex questions. Uh, you know, do you have the emotional intelligence to, to navigate the ambiguity that exists in every sales situation? 
Exactly. And, you know, I, I would, I couldn't agree more with everything you just said. And, oh, and I, I would, I would argue what one more of the re in my opinion, the reason uh, that type of training hasn't been done is there haven't been tools to facilitate it, right? It's a lot easier to, uh, you know, push knowledge out or push training out through a video and then measure did that person watch that video? Mm. Did they, you know, can they fill out this multiple choice question set of different features and functions? It's a lot harder, uh, especially without more modern tools like Bongo, to be able to evaluate um, can, can this person or this professional actually articulate why those features were built? Not just what are the features, but like why do they even matter to the buyer? Mm. And, and that's something you know that that we really uh, you know train on during onboarding at Bongo. Uh, I mean, not onboarding for Bongo employees, right, but right. like onboarding for our customers, right. right? And having them you know be challenged that like, hey, with this tool, you can completely rethink how you you know evaluate or, or do uh, validation here. And um, again, that just kind of like paradigm shift is is really opens a lot of new doors for uh, you know for for organizations. Yeah, and I I would really like to see an organization that use it in the hiring process because I could see yeah you know, I want to test I always I wanted to test specific skills if they're important to the job and mm. you know some are just pure knowledge based, but obviously on sales law, it's communications based. It's mm -hmm. yeah. I can see using this to yeah. Ask certain questions of people. Yeah. You know, ask them to do a say pitch, but you know, how might they answer this objection? How they answer this question? Um, you know, create a scenario and, and what you could do with the feedback then is give them coaching and ask them mm -hmm. to do it again see if they mm -hmm. took the coaching because gosh high on the list of things i want some people i hire is are they coachable right? totally and yeah I absolutely being used in that regard yeah very interesting mm -hmm. yeah now it's it's been an awesome uh journey at at bongo and um you know it's it's kind of just just continuing to just be uh still at its infancy but right. Um, you know, like, like I said, now, you know, having gone, so I, I've been, you know, with the company for a little over 10 years and, um, certainly this, you know, the category of sales enablement and customer success and, um, just really customer facing roles like that, that's our core use case and, and bread and butter. But, um, that's the thing that, that I've really been amazed by is like how our users end up ultimately using the product. Right. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it just takes a, takes a life of its own. And, uh, that, that's been a really cool, um, observation from my perspective is, is, um, it's, it's not just an elevator pitch and it's not just, uh, again, <laughs> uh, overcoming objections. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's being able to, like you were just articulating or, or your example of, is this person coachable? Right. So through a handful of questions, it's probably pretty straightforward or or it'll be quite obvious um, when you throw 15, even 15 people at it, who is a little more coachable, who's willing to listen, who you know asks a question like the, a bongo prompt might even be something like, hey, given this, you know, here's a scenario X, Y, Z. 
the buyer is uh, throwing up this objection, what question would you ask to overcome that objection? So not, mm-hmm. you know, what statement do right. you throw at them? Oh, absolutely. But yeah. how, do you, how do you reframe their perspective and get them, you know, thinking a different way? Yeah, that that's like a really cool use case that we've seen, you know, in the product or happening with our product that I personally wouldn't have thought about. <laughs> yeah, no, I, this idea of forcing people to think and, as you said, ask a question, for instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so valuable. I mean, there's, I just had on my show, actually, by the time this air, so episode will have aired, a professor from Cal State Fullerton, Ryan. Ryan oh, okay. Uh, oh, cool. Written a couple of really interesting books, the most recent one called The Elevated Leader, but talks about how in developing people, and he was using leadership, for instance, but it doesn't specifically have to be leadership because it applies to sales, is we're focused on horizontal development skills, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We're going to teach you more of these specific skills. But to my point before is at some point, it's just water overflowing the cup. Mm-hmm. Um, but he talks about vertical development, which is help people develop a sort of cognitive and emotional sophistication to deal with more complex scenarios. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we need more of that in sales as well. So this sounds like it could be interesting for that. All right. Well, Josh, we are coming to the end of the time. If people want to connect with you, learn more about Bongo, where should they go? Uh, I would have them, you know, hit me up on LinkedIn. Uh, so I'd love to start a conversation or, or um, you know, share more about Bongo uh, through LinkedIn, whether it's Bongo Learns, uh, you know, company page or just my personal page. Um, you know, that that would be uh, the probably fastest uh, mm-hmm. path towards reaching me directly. Um, otherwise, yeah, you can always go to uh, bongolearn.com or go.bongolearn.com for uh, more information on the product. I just have to ask. It just occurred to me. Where's the name sure. from? Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, really, we, uh, if anybody uh, has come up with a name for a company, it's actually really a lot harder than yeah, you think yeah. uh, to, to find something that's uniquely available. Right. And, you know, especially in a specific space or industry that our organization can own. Uh, so we've actually evolved through a, a few different names. Um, and and uh, I think I mentioned earlier, but I was actually the first employee, not the founder of Bongo. Uh, so it was founded by a tenured professor. And originally, he he wanted us to go after uh, just the education market. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, lo and behold, as things evolved, there's, you know, a much deeper use case in the corporate learning space and sales enablement space. So, um, you know, but, but really the original name was more education focused and, uh, Bongo was a name that, uh, was both, uh, available and that we could kind of attach our wagon to and own, mm-hmm. but also we can do a lot with, you know, kind of beat to your own drum. Right. Um, and you know, there's a lot of like kind of cute marketing stuff, <laughs> if you will, that you can do with, with Bongo. And it's it, another big thing is it's, uh, um, universally, um, like it translates really well, yeah. right? So especially as we expanded internationally a few years ago, um, that was another big criteria um, that that ruled out a lot of other names that we were considering. <laughs> all right, all right, fine. I, just, I had to ask. So anyway, all right, Josh, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Andy. Okay, friends, that's it for this episode. First of all, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen. I'm so grateful for your support of the show. 
And I want to thank our guest, Josh Camrath, for sharing his insights with us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to this podcast, Sales Enablement with Andy Paul, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So thank you for all with that. And thank you so much for investing your time with me today. Until next time, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone.